0: Welcome to Come Magnify the Lord With Me podcast hosted by Becky Damron. Becky was saved at a young age and reared in a Christian home. At an early age, she sought for a special relationship with Jesus Christ. As her love for Jesus grew, so did her love for his word. Becky has enjoyed leading ladies Bible studies, speaking at ladies conferences, and sharing the gospel with anyone willing to listen. We hope you have your Bible and are ready to dive into studying God's amazing book.
1: We'll begin in Genesis 41, 46, and it says, And Joseph was thirty years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt. And in the seven plenteous years the earth brought forth by handfuls. We're going to talk later about these dates with Joseph. Right now, Joseph is starting to understand at age 30, 13 years after he was sold into slavery by his brother. He doesn't understand everything quite yet, but he is understanding more why God allowed this trial in his life. I'm looking forward to that podcast where we talk about timing and trusting God, but I'm going to hold on that, hold off on that right now. Joseph goes out from the presence of Pharaoh, and he starts running and ruling in the land. Uh, When I say running, he's running things. He's uh, deciding what is going to be taxed. And as we saw earlier, he decided it was going to be 20% of everything people made. Earlier than this, many scholars believe that the tax of the Egyptian people was 10%. So he doubled it and made it 20%. But the people are not bothered because as you see in verse 47, the earth brought forth by handfuls. And you think, okay, handfuls, not much. No, the idea of this is that normally you would pick off a few uh, plants or not plants, uh, vegetables or fruit at a time. But there was so much. They were gathering by handfuls. They were so much being pr- produced. They are not bothered at all by giving 20% because they have so much. It doesn't bother them in any way to give this up. And it says in verse 46, and he gathered up all the food for the, of the seven years which were in the land of Egypt and laid up the food in the cities. The food of the field, which was round about every say, city, laid he up in the same so he had all these cities that he was going throughout the whole land of egypt he knew that the famine was going to be across the entire land so he didn't want all the grain just in the capital he wanted food laid up in store everywhere Throughout the entire land of Egypt, because he's first and foremost going to be taking care of the land of Egypt, the people of Egypt. He doesn't know in the future what God's going to do with his family. So he goes in these areas and each city has cities of store that are uh, keeping all this grain, everything that they're going to need for the future. And it says in verse 49, and Joseph gathered corn as the sand of the sea very much until he left numbering, for it was without number. So the idea of corn there is just saying grain. It could be corn, barley, wheat. We've talked about this. Any type of grain, they were producing so much. He had so much that he couldn't even count all of it. He knows he's going to have seven years that is going to be nothing is produced. And so he knows he's got to uh, keep taking this 20%. Out of those seven years, I'm sure people are wondering, why in the world does he keep taking this, but they gladly give it. They have so much. He knows he's going to need it for a long time. And it says here in verse 50, and unto Joseph were born two sons before the years of famine came, which Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, bare unto him. And Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh. For God, said he, hath made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. And the name of the second called he Ephraim. For God hath caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. We're going to think about those two names. Manasseh first means making forgetful. What are some things that Joseph had to forget? Of course, we know he had to forget the bad. He had to forget forget how he was sold into slavery. He had to forget how he was lied about. He had to forget his time in prison. But you know what else he had to forget? He had to forget the past that was good too. He had to forget the beautiful coat of many colors. Why? Because all that did is stir up problems in his heart. And he's saying, God is making me to forget the past. He also had to forget that special love that he had for his father. You say, well, well, that was a wonderful thing. You know, sometimes we have stuff in our past that's wonderful, but all it does is stir up anxiety in our lives today. And Manasseh, when he was born, when Joseph named him, he named him that to say, I have to forget the past. He also had to forget that beautiful coat of many colors that that he loved. It was gone. That special uh, relationship was gone. And he didn't know what God had for him in the future. But this was something that he had to do. And notice that it's not just him doing it. He's saying, for God hath made me to forget my toil and all my father's house. So both. He had to forget the bad and the good. And sometimes we have to do that. You know, the Bible says forgetting what's behind and reaching forth. We have times in our life where we don't understand what's going on, but we have to always be looking ahead. We can't live in the past, good or bad. We can't look and say, it was so good back then. I enjoy listening to a lot of sermons. But I get frustrated when I hear preaching that constantly uplifts a time in the past where God blessed. Oh, it's good to look at those times. It's good to study them. But we can't constantly looking back and say, we've got to reproduce that. That's got to be where how it's got to be. No, we have to reach forth. We have to say, where are we at today? You know, the world we live in today is not the same world that my parents lived in and it's and yes there's sin sin is still sin the holy Spirit's still the holy spirit god is still god but i cannot live in the past and say oh i've got to relive what happened back then no i have to say god what do you have for me now do you know that the technology that we have today is far surpassing what they had in the past now let's think of the past and give a good illustration. In the, the past, something came about called radio. And when radio came about, there was preachers that took advantage of it and they preached God's word. And God used them greatly on radio. If they lived in the past and said, No, the only way God can use me is to have uh, a tabernacle, rear upper tabernacle like they did in Billy Sunday's Day, and that's the only way God can use me, then they wouldn't have been used of God like God wanted them. Well, now, move ahead. We have internet. We have podcasts, what I'm doing right now, very similar to radio, but also very different. So we can't say, this is what was done in the past. We have to do it. We have to relive it. We have to build it up so that we can have the power of God like they had in the past. No, we use what we have right now. And we live in God's power right now. We beg him for his power. And we say, God, lead me now in the age that I live in now, sufficient unto The day is the evil thereof. That means I can live and serve God in the age that I am born in. So Joseph realizes this. This is where God has me, and he has me for a purpose. And then the second child called Ephraim, for God has called me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. I'm away from the area that I want to be, but this is where God has me, and he's allowed me to be fruitful. Joseph's looking back on his life and he's saying that God seeing that God was with him, God was with him when he was sold into slavery, God was with him when he was lied about, he was with him in the prison and all those t- times that were terrible, God was with him and he was blessed them, and he caused him to be fruitful and now he's saying This is why God allowed all this, because God's allowed me to be extremely fruitful. I have to hold off from my uh, lesson that I want to do on time. I want to wait till the end on that. We'll come back to these thoughts. And it says in verse 54, and the seven years of dearth began to come. This idea of dearth is famine. There's no rain. There's no crops. I'm sure uh, bugs were eating everything. It was not going well according as Joseph had said, and the dearth was in all lands, but in all the land of Egypt, there was bread. So it wasn't that the famine was only in Egypt. It was in all lands, all surrounding Egypt and and all over. This this was a terrible famine. God allowed this for a reason. Uh, We're going to see. He wants this famine for one purpose and one purpose only. And he allows this to get Jacob to move to Egypt. We got to hold off because here we, we get into that story. And it says the famine was over all the face of the earth and Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold unto the Egyptians and the famine waxed sore in the land of Egypt. It's, it, it's extremely bad. It's severe, this famine. And so he has these storehouses all over Egypt. They've been locked up. No one was care less about what was in them while there was a time of plenty. They had enough. But all of a sudden, here comes the famine, and now it's time to open the storehouses, and he takes care of the Egyptians. And all countries came into Egypt to buy, to Joseph for to buy corn because the famine was so sore in all lands, everywhere. People are coming to Egypt to buy this corn, this grain, so they could make bread This is so amazing when you think about it that all over, Joseph is having people to come. We're going to know about Jacob sending his sons, but there's all these countries coming to buy corn and grain and things like that. Joseph had so much, he had enough for all of them and more. He knows that it's seven years. Everybody else doesn't know that. He knows he's got to make all this last for seven years, and he has plenty. We come to chapter 42 and it says, now when Jacob saw that there was corn in Egypt, Jacob said unto his sons, why do you look one upon another? I I think of this as like, All right, why are you guys just staring at each other? We're starving to death. Do something about it. We know Jacob's older and he's being just blunt with his sons. And he said, Behold, I've heard that there is corn in Egypt. Get you down thither and buy for us from thence that we may live and not die. I I believe the inflection of my voice is right because why would he start with, Why do you look at one another? He's saying, Why don't you do something about this problem? They're obviously struggling just like. Everybody else, and instead of being grown men and saying, We we need to do something about this, Jacob has to step in and say, Stop having conversations and get down to Egypt. You know that there's grain down there. And Joseph's ten brethren went down to buy corn in Egypt. But Benjamin, Joseph's brother, Jacob sent not with his brethren, for he said, Lest peradventure mischief befall them, befall him. So Benjamin is not sent with the ten brothers. Uh, I think this is so important. These ten brothers are the one that's, ones that have been wrong toward Joseph, and I believe God wanted Jacob to keep Benjamin from going at first so that Jacob could see that there was really a change in these ten brothers. Now, when you uh, see this idea of Benjamin, Uh, don't think of him as being super young still, even though he's called a lad. We're going to see he's called a lad. That means a young man because we know how many years have transpired since Joseph was sold into slavery. So we are guessing that Jacob is around 24 years at this age. That's still young. You know, we know Jacob's very old. So he's still young and that's why as we go through this story, he's going to be called a lad or a young man. This means a young man. And all the so, all the sons of Israel came to buy corn among those that came. So among everybody that's coming from all different countries, they come. Joseph is in charge of this, and he is selling corn corn and grain to everyone. It says, for the famine was in the land of Canaan. So we know the Hivites and the Perizzites, all these different ones. I'm sure Edom was coming down. I'm sure the Ishmaelites were coming, but they're not anybody that he knows very well. He does know his brothers very well. And Joseph was governor over the land. And he, it was that sold to all the people of the land. And Joseph's brethren came. And bowed down themselves before him with their faces to the earth. And Joseph saw his brethren, and he knew them, but made himself strange unto them, and spake roughly unto them. And he said unto them, Whence come ye? And they said, From the land of Canaan to buy food. And Joseph knew his brethren, but they knew him not. We're going to get into the story. And I believe Joseph's speaking roughly with them because he doesn't know if they've changed. He, He doesn't know that they're different. What does he know them as men who he's crying out and begging for them not to sell him into slavery and they laugh about it and they don't care and they make money off of him? What does he know him as? Two guys that go lie to a city and kill everybody in the city while they're uh, down with surgery that the, the guys committed or promised them to do or got them to do. That's what he knows them as, just bad men. So he is going to prove them. Heavenly Father, I'm so excited as we get to this part of the story because it helps us and gives us hope that you know everything that's going on in our lives and we can trust you You have a purpose. I pray that we would trust you today with the purpose that you have for us.
0: Thank you for listening to Come Magnify the Lord With Me podcast. Please join Becky Dameron each weekday for a study through the Bible from a woman's perspective. If you've enjoyed this podcast or have any questions, please reach out to Becky through come magnify the Lord with me Facebook page. Until next time, God be with you and may he greatly bless you as you continue to grow through following his word.